All right, folks, this is Jack Newtown here. And, of course, we're going to do like an, probably an hour, an hour and a half broadcast on the subject of fitness. So on the subject of fitness experts and personal trainers in the social media world. Now, later on, we're going to discuss Prince Andrew and I'm going to do it later because I'm getting all the videos together. So I'm, I'm compiling the videos on Prince Andrew and talk about his involvement in this pedophile ring that the late Jeffrey Epstein was the ringlinger of, which he did not kill himself. Jeffrey Epstein 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 did not kill himself. Even though the mainstream communist corporate press say that he did, which is a lie. Let's just be honest. He did not kill himself. There was a lot of people that was after Epstein. Epstein was what you call a professional blackmailer. So a lot of people wanted him dead if he were to tell all the secrets. And there's somewhere. And I believe Glossel Maxwell has that information. That's why she's, well, incognito. Because they're probably looking for her too. And anybody else that were close to Epstein that may have the secret documents on various powerful men and women. Yes, women. One particular name, Naomi Campbell. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying that name too until she does something. Because it's true. On the Lolita Express. It includes your president. It includes former presidents too. Yep. Well at least. Well, hey I'll say this. Obama can say this. My name ain't on it. <laughs> You're right Obama. Your name ain't on it at all. So you free and clear brother. Um, even though you didn't do much for black people. But um, besides that. We're going to talk about fitness experts, you know, your YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, uh, MySpace. No, I don't think nobody uses MySpace anymore. I don't believe anyone uses MySpace anymore at all. Um, it's the YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Cash App, Cash App, Cash App, Cash App, Cash App. And y'all remember about Devin's physique. Y'all remember that scandal with Shreds and you haven't heard from Shreds in a long time because everybody done left Shreds. One fine sister in particular left, the Latina sister, they were fine. She don't marry some rich guy in California. She married some rich guy. Some rich guy wanted. Some rich guy still want that poo nanny. I don't blame him. <laughs> so Shreds, you haven't heard from Shreds because of the scandal. And the I think it was a young lady who was managing Devin's physique put him on blast about the money he was making off of people who were gullible enough to take his advice, not knowing that the guy authored his photos a lot. And he doesn't tell you the type of performance enhancing drugs that he use. And that's a lot of them, believe it or not. And you know who you are. You know who you are. Now, the ones who are, I'm going to tell you the ones who I respect. In the fitness bodybuilding world. Matt Truck. I respect him. I admire him because he's an honest man. He's a straight up man. Because he said look. This is what I take. Yes I do take performance enhancing drugs. And I admire and respect his honesty. And that's why he's what you call the people's champ. Because he people like honesty nowadays. The younger generation seems to like respect and honesty. Now, in the old days, you know, being dishonest got you, you know, 
make you look good. Nowadays, this generation respects honesty. This generation hates lies. And I admire that from the younger generation. Because some of us, some of that rubbed off on them, you know, our abandoned nation, we wanted the truth about why we're in this predicament we're in now. And the younger generation took it to a whole nother level. They took, they took the truth and, and they ran it to a whole nother level. They want complete transparency. And you have to give that generation complete transparency. I know people like to dog out the younger generation this, younger generation that. Yeah, you got a bunch of, you know, uh, pants on your ass and dresses and all the other tiny pants per sex and skinny jeans. Yuck. But take that away. The younger generation requires honesty. They want you to be upfront and honest, and they seem to admire and respect those who are upfront and honest. Matt Truck is one of those brothers I admire and respect. Uh, Larry Wheels is another one I admire and respect because he is very honest. Now, this whole so-called his woman allegation, which, again, that's a domestic issue. And then, you know, when all the evidence came out and come come to find out, look, you know, the man you know, just didn't want to be with you. And she still got, she still want to cleave on to him. Cause let's be honest. Cause she was a dark skinned woman that was cleaving on to a light skinned man. And that's, you know, how these dark skinned women are. They like to cleave on to lighter skinned men. If they, if they really wanted their way, they won't, they'll get a white man. This is the truth. I mean, I know you all, you being racial, Jack, how dare you brought that up? It's a fact. Because trust me, if she was with a dark-skinned man doing the same thing that she claims that Larry Wills was doing, it wouldn't take long for her to say, I'm out. It'll probably be like mm, two minutes. But since Larry's light-skinned, he's strong, he's handsome, you know, she couldn't let that light skin go. She's like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make this light skin work. And yeah, I'm, 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 putting, I'm putting out the hypergamy girls out there. And usually the hypergamy girls used to be the darker ones. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, hey, hey, don't get mad. It's true. When I talk about the brothers, y'all be mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, hey, don't get mad what I said. Take a shot at y'all. <laughs> but it's true. It's absolutely true. It is. I noticed that. Me being a lighter, reddish, brown-complected man, I noticed that. And I can speak on that because I'm not a dark skinned man. I can speak on this. So, you know, I because seem like, you know, to be honest, it's like the white girls. They don't like my complexion because I'm lighter and I got a reddish looking complexion. They don't like they don't like that. I'm not light, 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 light. You know, like uh, Colin Kaepernick. I'm not Colin Kaepernick light. I'll put it that way. But. You know, they knows like they like the more darker, darker, darker ones, which that's great. That's great. And the darker ones like the lighter ones. <laughs> but let me get off on that. I know I'm pissing some people off. And I like a number of other brothers and sisters who are, and it means white included. Rich Piana is probably one of the more respected ones, even though he did say some racist stuff and he was a bigot. And he did some low life stuff, but he's dead. So, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. We can't hold that against him anymore. He's dead. He's gone. He's free from that. But he was brutally honest about what he does and what he takes. And I admired it from Rich Piana. I respected that from Rich Piana. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger admitted to taking uh, D-ball, which I admired from Arnold. And I respected Arnold. By being honest about during his time when he was bothering, yes, I took deep ball. I took dynamo ball. Yes. Yes. And I admire and respect that. And then you have those who we all know they are taking some type of performance enhancing products. And they refuse to acknowledge that they are on this stuff. And I can understand on the basis that, you know, if they are signed to a company and they're getting paid X amount of money to promote this product, they have to be a little dishonest about 
the products they promote to make the younger people buy the products to make people buy the products to make it look to seem like they can look that way. But at the same time, you're lying to the youth because you're harming the youth at the same time. You're saying, well, this pre-workout is going to make me make you look like me, which in reality, you know, that it's not true. You know, you take you don't really take the pre-workout. You may take it once in a while, but you're taking other stimulants that you're not telling the audience of how you got to that way. Boston, Boston Lloyd is one I respect to. He's crazy, but. I respect Boston Lloyd because he was honest about his performance enhancing uh, drugs, his performance enhancing. Yes, he was very brutally honest. And I admired that from him, even though he's a little weird. Uh, the G4P. No, mm -mm, no, no, homo. but I admire and respect his honesty on that. Um and some people, and I'll, I'll say, and I'll say this again, Chris Jones is natural. I'm just going to tell you like this. Chris Jones is one of the few guys is genetically natural. I don't, I don't believe he's on any type of performance enhancing drugs. And I'll say that and I'll, and I'll, and I'll stand by it. Chris Jones is not on any type of performance enhancing drugs. No, no. He is really natural. He is truly a natural bodybuilder. And you're going to have one of those few that are going to be what's called natural bodybuilders. Um, some people say about Cali Muscle. I'll say this. I'll say later on in his life, he might have dabbled into some pets because he never said no and he never said yes. When asked, when people ask him question, you take performance and drugs, he never said no, he never said yes. He used a kind of you know, circumvent that um, argument, which, okay, that's fine. But then people are going to look at you, hey, you know, we can't respect you if you're not going to be honest about what you take. And I believe the fans do have a right to know that if they're spending money on you. If the audience is spending money on you, look, if you say, look, I take steroids, I'll still support you regardless. I'm not going to disregard uh, all the work you've done, all the all the motivation and the work and the, and the output that you provide, all the positive work that you have done. I'm not going to disregard that because you admitted taking steroids. Hell, I'm going to support you even more because then you're being honest about what you do. And I do believe Calamosal is dibbing and dabbing in steroids. Yes, I don't believe he's juice juiced. Because he is genetically gifted. He is one of the few guys, like Chris Jones, is genetically gifted as far as putting on muscle. I mean, the guy was in prison at, what, 18 years old? God, that dude was huge. Naturally. So that's why I'm saying down the line, I believe down the line, maybe in his 40s, maybe he started dibbing and dabbing with performance enhancing drugs um, which it does balances out the hormones it does increase testosterone because you do lose a lot of testosterone levels when you get older me for example now when I turn I say 38 37 I started taking DHEA yes but it was at an extremely low dose like 50 milligrams a day I started taking DHEA, uh, testosterone booster, and I don't get on it every day. Um, I usually like, you know, like right now I'm taking Tribulus. Tribulus is not a drug or nothing. It's, it's a herb. It's a testosterone supplement. And yes, I do take DHEA because I know if I, the older I'm getting the, the muscle, I got to try to maintain as much muscle mass as possible. And then you being a vegetarian at the same time, yeah, you, you're going to need a little bit more help. So I take uh, Tribulus. Did I take it this morning? Yeah, I think I, yeah, I, did, I did take it this morning. Uh, take Tribulus in the morning and then Ash, what's that, Ashawaga? I take that in the evening. Yes. I take two Tribulus 
pills in the morning and then two ashwagas in the evening. And then I say on the 28th day of this month, I'm going to get off of Tribulus and the ashwaga. And then when December 28th comes, then I'm going to get back on it. Now, I don't take DHEA more because they don't have what you call the seven keto. Um, now, when I get this, now I probably will pretty soon when I get off on the triblis and the ashawaga, I will get on the seven keto DHEA. Um, all of it's legal. It's a 100% legal. You can go in the Walmart, you can go to Amazon, you can go to the Costco, Meyer, or whatever, uh, Target, and you can get these things. I mean, it's, it's, it's over the counter. It's not. Nothing illegal. You got to go through Arizona or, or, or uh, uh, Miami Iron Addicts gym. <laughs> Just saying. That did happen. Um, so I'm honest about what I, I take. That's what I take. Yes. Uh, do I do pre-workouts? Right now I'm on Nitro Stack or something like that. And I'll just take one scoop. They say two scoops. I said, no, I think one's enough for me because uh, I drink coffee every day. I drink a lot of tea. I drink a lot of matcha tea. So I don't need two scoops because that will overdrive the caffeine level. I already got enough caffeine in my body as it is. So I'll just only take one scoop. And it works pretty well. Um, and then I will get off on that for like two weeks. I'll get off on that for two weeks, the, the pre-workout for two weeks, because I'm going to make sure my body is is function correctly because I'm from her story. Some people would take the um, pre-workouts every day for like 10 months, 12 months straight. And they have what's called Ed, not Mr. Ed, but Ed erectile dysfunction. That's why I heard. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard. And, and Jack does not want that at all. Well, it'd be kind of hard to make it ED because I'm, Already, already, always amped up all the time. So I don't know, and I'm fasting right now until before I go to get to the club meeting. It'll be like close to twelve, so I'm gonna eat my ass off then. It'll be probably my only meal of the day, um, pretty much. So I'll do a stream fast and then eat one meal. That's how it works with me. And so that's what I that's what I take. I don't take steroids. I don't take. Trust me, if I took steroids, you'll you'll know you'll notice if I take steroids. You will notice. You will definitely notice that I take it. But I don't because again, um, steroids. You know, when I was injured years ago, when I was young, they put me on steroids and I went crazy. And I'm like, oh, I, I can't do this because. My mind start going it's nutty. I just yeah, everybody, you know that kind of mentality. So that's why I don't do steroids. Plus, number two, they're expensive, uh, and I'm like rolling birds. I ain't got no money <laughs> to be paying on no damn steroids, and I don't do no G G G four P. Okay, no homo. Um, so steroids are expensive, so I don't deal with that. Plus, I don't, I don't deal with drugs, so I'm not a drug person so I'm not I don't have those issues thank the Lord and people admire and respect those who you know say hey this is what I take and this is how I get to the where I'm at and you know a lot of those Instagram ladies and Instagram well I'm gonna talk about the ladies first the Instagram ladies you see how they butts is just extremely firm and they chest and this and, and the voice. I mean, that's Anavar. That is Anavar. And you can, and then they say they naturally bodybuilders and they're stronger than men. Of course, you strong as a, an average man. You're taking testosterone. You're taking Anavar, which is very popular with women uh, bodybuilders. It's Anavar. Because Anavar works better with women than men. You take Anavar and you take... Um, What's that other called? DECA. You take DECA, you take Anavar. Some you take Winstraw. Now I know uh, boxing athletes take Halitessin. 
But you take Decca and you take Anivar. And some you take Trend, Trembolone. That's why you look like that. Don't let these Instagram models fool you when they voice sounds deep and they bulked up and say, oh, she's all natural. Yeah, women can be stronger than men. Uh, that's drugs. That's drugs. And they're going to tell you a flat out lie. This is what I eat. Yeah. And I eat oatmeal and uh, the, the three pieces of chicken blast, uh, the, the grid chicken blast. And my meal plan is every three hours I eat. And uh, and I train, 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 train. I'm like, and then I see them training and they're training lightweight. But your legs is big as hell and you training with light ass weight. And you're not even doing 100 reps. I can do see you doing 100 reps and, you know, two sets of 100 reps. Then your legs start to look like that. Okay, I can see that. But don't let these people fool you out there who are trying to get in shape. You will never, ever, ever look like them. You can only look the look like the best version of you. If you're short and you got a short torso, women. You're a blessing. It, that's a blessing. No, that is that's considered the most attractive Body type of woman, a woman with a short torso and a 45 degree curve behind. That is attractive. That, and you, if you can work that. Squats is going to help. Squats is going to help. Squat, 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 squats is going to help you. And, you know, if you're a non a non vegan, non vegetarian, uh, boiled chicken, boiled chicken breast. Boiled chicken breast and. Uh, spinach, boil, boiled, not not fried, not roasted, not um, what they call shake and bake or shit and bake. But boil, boil the chicken, because when you boil the chicken, it boils a lot of the fat out. It boils a lot of that cholesterol, too. That's what boiling does. And it boils out some of the blood that may be left over in the chicken. Um, and that boils all that all the impurities out when you boil the chicken. It boils a lot of the, all the impurities out, and all you got is a clean chicken. You know, you got to take take the skin off first. Um, you got a clean chicken, and you can just put whatever salt, hot sauce, or mustard, mayonnaise, or you know whatever whatever floats your boat, and you eat that, and then you have your your spinach, your kale. You know, um, I, I prefer to cook the kale than to eat it raw because, I mean, it doesn't work well to my stomach. I know when I eat raw kale, I get sick. But when I cook the kale in um, light olive oil, not not virgin olive oil, but light olive oil, because virgin olive oil, uh, bowl, uh, heating temperature is adversely affected because the longer you because that. Extra virgin olive oil is designed to drizzle on salads. It's not designed to cook. You're not down the light olive oil. It's designed to cook because it can tolerate more room temperature. So that's what you do. Don't use extra virgin, extra virgin olive oil to cook. OK, do not use it to cook because it will not taste the same and it will change the chemical properties of the extra virgin olive oil. Use light color olive oil. Use the, the cooking olive oil. That's what it's for. Use that version. Don't use this. Don't use that damn extra virgin olive oil because you're not going to get what you get out of that one. You're going to destroy it. That is designed for, you know, drizzle on, sprinkle on, etc. And sometimes they even, you know, uh, drink some of the olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, of course. Yes, some people will drink extra virgin olive oil, particularly the, the people in the Mediterranean. They do that. They take a little shot of extra virgin olive oil and they drink it. You see why they live pretty, live up to 90, 100 years old. <laughs> Maybe we should try that. And that's how you do it. With the squats and doing HIIT training. HIIT training means, you know, you 
doing doing a certain exercise as fast as you can for 10, 15 seconds. You take a rest for two minutes, 10, 15 seconds, fast training. You take It's kind of like sprints. You know, like you do sprints and then you rest. You sprints and then you rest. Same thing there. Um, now, you got some women that are long mature, got longer torsos. And I'm, I'm using the torso range because that determines your height, height range, weight range, etc. Because women with shorter torsos is going to have longer legs. Um, women with short torsos is going to have longer legs. Women with longer torsos is going to have shorter legs. So the longer torso women, um, which they're good at pretty much like calisthenics, like pull-ups and, and those sorts because they have a longer torso. Uh, their abs is going to be more well-developed. Um, so, you know, they're they're perfect for that. You know, they're, they're pretty much perfect for those uh, type of exercises. So they're going to be more into the yoga, Pilates, those type of exercises, uh, jogs, long jogs will work for them uh, because, again, they have a more athletic body type because they have longer torsos. So they're going to be a more athletic type. So, you know, more endurance training is going to make them function better and properly and perfectly in sort. And you see these women that, let's be honest, Dana Lynn Bailey. And look, I'm not here to attack anybody. I'm just going to tell I'm just telling the honest truth. Get mad all you want. Uh, you ain't going to never be part of the community if you telling people. But look, I, I don't care. Dana Lynn Bailey, let's be honest, she's taking, you know, she's taking that Anavar. She's taking those performance enhancing drugs. That's a fact. Now, and I respect, and I like Dana Lynn Baylatch. I do. I really like her because she trains hard. I'm not taking away the hard work from people, but at least be honest about the situation. Stop lying to your fans and saying, oh, I don't take no drugs. I'm natural. That's BS. And y'all know this. And you see all these 30-day programs, 21 days, you can lose 30 pounds in 21 days. They don't tell you that they slip in a few yellow jackets and you drink and say, drink this. Don't tell anybody. And they used Photoshop. They give you a newspaper and then, you know, they show a snapshot that like that can't be edited. Like the stuff. I mean, you Snapseed, you can use Snapseed to edit your photos. Slim down your looks. There, there are apps out there for your Apple and your Android phone that can be used to give you the appearance that you've actually put in work for 21 days. Let's be honest. I know this from experience. I was 402 pounds. And from telling you, you don't lose 30 pounds in 21 days. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work that way. It took me maybe six to seven months to lose 30 pounds. And then it started, the, the ball started rolling because I started building that momentum. It took me about six to seven months to lose 30 pounds. That's how the body works. Because if you're losing weight in 21, 30 pounds, 21 days, you're on drugs, you're on ephedrines, you're on yellow jackets, you're on stacker three, stacker four, stacker five, stacker six. You're, and it's unhealthy. And you're going to put on the weight back again. Y'all know those damn shows called The Biggest Loser and where people start losing extreme massive weight loss within weeks and so. And then 30 days, they like 40 pound loss, et cetera. It's so amazing. Everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then check on them after the show three months later, they don't picked up 40 pounds. Because they did it the most unhealthy way possible. I lost it the healthy way. I didn't take no ephedrine. I didn't take no drugs. I didn't take none of this. I didn't take none of that. None. Zero. It was just, I got there in the morning, four in the morning, for two hours. Then I had to run home, get a shower, and come to work. And then I do it in the afternoon. So I was working out. Two times a day, I was working out in the morning and in the evening, two times a day. That's how I was able to lose the weight. 
And I stopped eating fried foods. I stopped eating pork, shrimp, crab, lobster, and all the other crap. And then eventually weighed my way off of meat. Then became vegan, then back to vegetarian. And that's how I lost the weight. That's how I lost it. It was through hard work. It was through discipline. It was through, you know, starving, you know, not drinking beer because I used to drink beer. I don't drink beer at all. Now I realize I can't do it anymore. I can't drink beer anymore because of medical condition. And that's the way it was done. And I know everyone's progress is going to be a little bit different, but it's about heart. It's about will. You see these inmates, you see these prisoners and all these prison systems, how they get big, how they get lean, how they get strong, how they got eight, nine packs. And some idiot come on YouTube years ago talking about the reason why they look like that, because there's a lot of men around with a lot of testosterone and you're just absorbing that testosterone and it makes you no, no, it, it no. It's all about heart. It's all about willpower. It's all about willingness to become stronger. Because you don't have you. I mean, you have all you have in prison is time. In prison, all you have is time. All you have is time. Now, some of the workouts can be based for protection because they do have prison riots and you do have to be well conditioned in order to endure a prison riot because you never know what can go down. So in those situations, it is partial for protection but the other part is is the fact that I mean you got a lot of time on your hands what you gonna do you gonna sit around and sell just go to sleep all day no you gonna put in work you gonna keep yourself busy and one way of keeping yourself busy is through physical training one way to keep yourself busy is cleaning one way of keeping yourself busy is is doing things actively that is the way of keeping yourself busy and so you don't see prisoners. Uh, now you got some that can sneak in some some steroids and stuff like that. But overall, most prisoners don't take steroids. No. And it's all about heart. It's all about willpower with them. It's all about that ability to will themselves to become stronger and better. But then the people on the outside right here talking about Oh, I need to take drugs to look like that. Prisoners don't take drugs to look like that. Now, you may have a few of them, but overall, more of them do not because they work out every day. And they don't have weights. They do calisthenics. They do push-ups. They do burpees. They do sit-ups. They do, they do conditional training. That's how they look that way. They do conditional training. They condition their bodies to train a certain way. And it's all about heart. It's all about willpower. Now, don't people on Instagram, you know, the ones with, with you know, they poke the butt out and, the, you know, some of the women out there. I mean, that's plastic. That's fake. The ass is fake. The, the, the breast is fake. And then they say you can look like this. But they don't tell you how they were able to disfigure themselves in order to look that way. And I know it's for marketing. I know it's for money and endorsement deals, et cetera. It's part of your job, this and that. But at least tell the people the truth. Because these young girls out there, they're getting butt implants. They're getting chest implants because they're trying to look like their favorite fitness model. And these people don't understand you are a role model. Even though you say I'm not a role model, you are a public figure and the young, the youth are watching and listening. If you don't think they aren't, they are. You have a significant impact on the youth, on the audience, on the crowd. You do. And in many ways, you have a responsibility Okay, a responsibility to the youth as far as being a public figure in, in accordance. Because, again, they are watching. 
They are listening. They are doing this. Yes. And so they see you, they're going to copy you. That's what they do. And you've got people out there and people talk about Michael Herm. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, they call him Michael Trin. I'm more inclined to believe that. But I will say this. The guy is well-disciplined. The guy trains consistently, daily. Um, the guy is on a fixated diet. So I will never take the hard work and dedication and discipline that Michael Hearn has for his body to maintain at that level, him being what, almost 50 years old. Obviously, the guy takes care of himself well, which that is good. I respect that. I admire that. Now, is does he take trend? Of course he does. Of course he, he takes. Um, now, in his younger years, I, I'll probably say he didn't. In his younger time, I believe he didn't take any performance enhanced drugs in his younger years because he didn't need it. But I think as he got older and older in his 40s, I do believe he has started dialing on some of the you know performance enhancing drugs that were available to someone his age you know hgh trembolone you know do i believe he take the hardcore stuff no absolutely not no but i do believe you know hgh and that's and, and trend that's what i believe uh, even though i can't prove it but i mean people say oh he passed several drug tests that's true but i mean drug tests can be I mean, you can you can you can pass a drug test and still be on the stuff. You can, you can do that. I mean, that's that's not difficult. The true drug test is when they get your hair. When they get your hair sample, you can't you can't manipulate the drug test with a hair sample. You can't do it. You cannot manipulate the drug test with a hair sample. You can't. They take a hair off of you. It, it, it stays in there for a while. Your blood, nah, that can be manipulated. I mean, you can use burdock root. You can use niacin to clean out the blood. Uh, urine tests, that's pretty easy to beat. Again, niacin, uh, burdock roots. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling I'm, I'm I'm exposing all how people bypass the drug test. That's simple. That's the simplest thing possible. You can use burdock root. That's why a lot of them were scraping those things up. So when they so when they get ready to go for a job, their, their blood is cleansed. They don't got no drugs in their system. But if they take their hair sample, then yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't bypass that. You can't manipulate that. You can't beat that one. You can take a piss test. It's easy to pass. Urine sample easy to pass. Blood samples is easier to pass. Hair samples isn't. Hair samples isn't. Those again, because you can cleanse the blood with burdock root root powder, and as well as with um, with niacin at a hundred milligrams. Now, if you really on the drugs, you might have to go up to five hundred milligrams on the niacin. You can do that. That's simple. But I will say that Michael Hearn is well-trained, well-disciplined, even though he's on trend, even though he's on HGH, he still trains hard and he, and he still is very consistent with his regiment. So I, I will never take that away from the Titan. Not at all. But, you know, there are a number of people that are on the um, Anavar, their own pants. And, okay, that's fine. That's your business. But at the same time, if, if a fan, um, not a critic, but a fan who supports you, asks you, and you lie to them, I don't believe you should be protected anymore. I don't believe it. And you say, Jack, why are you bringing this subject now? After Mr. Nowhere. Well, because here's, here's, here's a couple of things. 
Um, personal trainer reveals how a low carb diet and walking will give you slim legs and why you should cut squats forever. Now, his personal trainer named Rachel Attard, and this is a fitness guru from Sydney, Australia. Now, she said you should aim for 10 kilometers per day and no processed foods. And she says you shouldn't do lunges, uh, squats, and leg work will bulk you up. I disagree with that. I totally disagree with her statement. Um, leg squats is not going to bulk you up. That's the same same argument saying if women lift weights, they're going to bulk up. No. Only way women are going to bulk up if they eat a lot of more food or they take testosterone. That's the only way they're going to bulk up. Otherwise, women are not going to bulk up. Actually, they're going to slim down and they're going to, look, they're going to be firmer. Now, I'm looking at these pictures right here of, I guess, one of her clients. And have a picture before and after trying her program. Now, the before picture is, you know, a woman, her thighs, you know, kind of touching, kind of thick, you know, kind of thick on the thick side. Then the after photos of her were with, I mean, a complete thigh gap and little to no fat on her legs. Now, I don't know how long it took. Okay, I don't know how long it took for her to get to that point. Um, but I'm going to say this is Photoshop. This before and after is a Photoshop. This before and after is a Photoshop. Because the skin tone looks completely different. From the before and after. Skin tone is going to remain the same. It's just the fat loss is going to be different. And. This. To me. Is a. Photoshop. This is a Photoshop. Now depends on how long it took. Now if it took about two years. Then I will believe I'll believe it. But if it took 30 days for your legs to look like that, then every woman's legs will be looking the same. And number two, what was she taking? Was she taking Anivar? Was she taking uh, Stack 3, Stack 4, Ephedrine, or any of these diet slim teas, these diet pills, or et cetera, et cetera? Because... You know, if you're going to put this out there, and I know people getting mad at me, criticizing me for why, why, I'm, why I'm going on this. If you're going to put that out there, at least let the people know what exactly you did, so they can look at it and say, okay, let me take some of this advice, and then let me put it into my program, so I can look a certain way to where I can reach my goals. Uh, that's the second photo of Photoshop. But the first one is real. And of course, this is the lady. And she got another example of. And again, this one. Mm, now, I don't know how many days it took. Now, but these are actually girls who. Actually, just got out of shape and need to get back in shape. These are not like girls who were like obese and then went from obese to like slim. Then that, okay. These are girls who already been athletic and just need to shed maybe an extra 10 to 15 pounds. Um, so that's just not a real true litmus test, as they called it. Just like this photo right here. And this girl has big legs. And in the after photo, she has skinny legs. Now, here's the problem that I have. 
she's wearing the same uh, bikini in the before and after. Of course, the before one, she's like 10, 15, 20 pounds bigger in her lower body. And then after she's wearing the same exact bikini, the question is, normally, if you lost 20 pounds on between your legs and your thighs, that bikini would not be able to fit on your body. Actually, it will be falling off your body. Actually, you have to put on another bikini that of, of a smaller size. That just like, hell, I was wearing a size 56 jeans. Real talk when I was 400 pounds. Now I wear a size 38. You think I'll be able to wear a size 56 jeans now? Absolutely not. It'd be falling. Hell, both my legs would fit into into um uh, one of the uh one of the big legs of the size 56. Of course that's not gonna work. And the same applies here. How you going from big thick legs, which I don't see nothing wrong with her legs at all, to this ugly thigh gap. And still have the same bikini. It won't. It doesn't fit. It won't fit. It won't fit on your body. That the bikini should fall off your body. And it's the same one. It's the same bikini. It's the same bikini. So I personally believe it's altered. I personally believe it's Photoshop. And this is the reason why the best bet if you want to get a personal trainer Little Xan reveals he suffered seizures while attempting to beat painkiller addiction cold turkey at Sutton Reed. Yeah, okay. That's nothing new. The gap in the after picture is too big. Ha ha ha. Even some even people knowing that, hey, this this don't look right. Stop squats. I'd rather be functionally fit than have weak legs. This article is kind of out of touch. Most girls are into being fit now, not just low mass. Someone said, none of these body types describe my body. I have an average bone disc with curvy hips, long legs, small shoulders, small waist, small breasts. I'm awful athletic at night to put on weight easily or lose it. I bet most women don't fit so easily into any of these categories, which is true. And some people don't don't want to get rid of the NFI fat. Some guys like that. And I, I personally believe it's Photoshop. I personally believe a lot of this is Photoshop. I personally believe a lot of this is Photoshop. And we don't know what Rachel Attard is taking. We don't know if she's taking any type, some type of special performance enhancing uh, things and and you gotta understand the type of food she eats. We don't know this. And that's why it's, it's best not to take always take the full advice of somebody online. Because somebody online can be full, feeds you a whole bunch of BS. Now here's another one. Now um, this is a guy named Mech Animal, which I like him. Um, he's very fit. He's very strong guy. He's very calisthenic. I mean, uh, y'all subscribe to his channel. I mean, he got 39,000 subscribers make it up to 40,000. Try to help him get 40,000 subscribers. He's he's on YouTube. Dang. Mech animal, mechanical, 
M-E-C-K-A-N-I-M-A-L's brother. Uh, I like his videos, love his videos. But it was just one thing, one of these videos right here is called Why You Should Avoid the Pump. And I'm going to play it. feeling of being gorged with, I mean, with blood uh, that, that you feel whenever you're working out. And it is a feeling that's uh, well-known in bodybuilding environment and well-appreciated and embraced in that, uh, in that environment. Unfortunately, when it comes to strength training or even endurance training, I believe the pump is not so useful. I, 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 as of myself, I try to avoid the pump as much as possible because in the matter of endurance training, not endurance testing, in the training, you want to avoid the pump because the moment you reach pumping means you reach failure. When you reach failure, that means the job, the job uh, uh, in the workout is done. All actually fail because if you, if you program properly, you should be able to avoid that failure and go through all the steps that you program to allow me for the um, reserve for the workout. So my advice to you is try to fall by step away a little bit from that mindset of chasing the pump uh, and uh, work uh, smart, uh, have like a methodical approach of training so you can avoid that pump and make sure maybe some more strength gain. Because uh, I mean, in, in spite of the pump being a little useful for muscle growth. Most of the gain that you get during the muscle building process, it should be attributed to mechanical tension, and then you have the metabolic fatigue. And if you reach metabolic fatigue uh, in an acute manner right away, the chances that mechanical tension uh, is not substantial during the workout itself. And I don't want to go too much into detail, what you need to remember is, once you reach the pump, it means failure. Let's let's give um, let's go over here. It's a simple example. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. You want to reach like 100 pull up, for example, and you have the ability to hit 10 and reach failure. Most likely, if you break it down in 10 instead of 10, you you bound not to finish the set because as the set goes, the fact that you hit your threshold of failure in the first set most likely the performance is going to be reduced over the next set. Let's assume you work in a smart uh, manner and then you use 50% of that max threshold and you go for set fives. You'll see that you'll be able to go with good enough breaking between, hit five, five, five consistently until you reach the 100 repetition. And that will be a better workout than going to failure on the first set and then over the, uh, the over the following uh, subsequent sets, you have reduced performance in the consistency of the of the repetition. So that's just a little example of uh, why the pump is not so great, and you want to have full control uh, at all time of the weight and avoid going up and down, up and down, just so you can feel good and get that pump. So here's the pump. is just an illusion of being big. You should just uh, focus on having a good quality workout um, without chasing that pump. I know once in a while you may want to do so to feel good, but uh, don't fool yourself into believing that because you have a pump, you're necessarily doing a good job. Especially as an athlete, you definitely want to stay away from the pump because as an athlete, pump means failure. And whenever you reach failure, quality of the workout is down. So that's about uh, what I wanted to Know, to show you guys and uh, mention because I believe many of you guys don't understand um, the disparities and the, 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 uh, the intricacy of Now that's McAnamal and he, you know, he's well fit and well conditioned so he can speak on things of that matter but uh, fair enough you know I understand where you're coming from as far as um, the pump and you know failure and you, you can do more by breaking, breaking up sets which he, he is correct on that but I disagree when he said pump equals failure. Pump does not equal failure. Trust me. Uh, pump does not equal failure. 
When you are in pain, that's failure. When lack to acid buildup, that's failure. When you can't do any more, that's failure. Um, pump just means to pump. Pump means that you know you're working, the body's functioning, the blood is flowing properly. Um, that's the pump. Failure is when you can't do any more. That's failure. Pump does not mean failure. You can get a pump and then stop and then go back and pump again and then stop and go back and pump again and then stop. You don't have to keep pumping till failure. Pump does not mean failure. It doesn't equal failure. In, and that's my opinion, just like his opinion. He believes pump is failure. You say you should avoid the pump. He hates the pump. But, sir, that's military. When guys are engaged in the military, look how many push-ups they have to do. How many sit-ups they have to do. The Navy SEALs training. How do you think they became the elite fighting force? Because they train for failure. They pump. They pump and then they go past the pump. You know, they go past the pump, which means failure. How do you think the elite fighting force of the Navy SEALs is able to whoop everybody's behind the, the Marines? They train for failure. They train till you can't get any more. Their, their models keep going until you can't do any more. You can't do any more then get to the next thing. Because it builds, believe it or not, sir, it builds endurance over time. That's just like people running five miles a day. Five miles to a lot of people is failure. Running five miles a day is failure to a lot of people. But if they keep doing it after a while, they build up the tolerance to where they can do 10 miles to where they can do 15 miles to where they can do 20 miles to where they can do 30 miles, 40 miles or so. Look at David Goggins. If David Goggins took your advice, mech animal, if David Goggins took your advice, he would have never been the elite fighting force of the Navy, of, of, of the Navy SEALs. He would have never made it to Bud's. He would have never, never made it to be a Navy officer, a Navy SEALs officer. He would have never reached to that level. And I think he was a Ranger too. And this guy trains every day. This guy runs every day. What, 10 miles a day or 8 miles a day? One of those, what, yeah, 8 miles a day. He runs. Bruce Lee understood the pump. Understood the pump. A lot of these guys got building their endurance through the pump. You're going to get pumped regardless. If you do 50 push-ups, you're going to get a pump. Now, I understand reach your goal to 100 pull-ups or reach your goal to 100 push-ups by doing five push-ups. Look, I do two sets of 50 push-ups. And I'm not trained to fail. I get the pump. Yes, I do. But after I get a two-minute rest, I go back and do 50 again. And sometimes I'll go up to 200 push-ups a day because I'll take a rest and then I'll do it again. I'll take a rest and I'll do it again because that's building up tolerance. Your body, your body is an amazing, an amazing structure. And the scientists still cannot fully explain how the body operates and functions the way it is. But it is an amazing structure. And if, and if it's treated correctly, it can be an amazing tool. We only have one body. How do you think the best became the best? How do you think the best became the best in the world? Because... They pump. They train for the pump. They train for failure. Look at gymnasts. Gymnasts train eight hours a day. Four days, four or five days a week. Gymnasts. I'm talking about Simone Biles, uh, all these other ladies. Oh, I think Ornacia. What's that other good looking girl? 
All these women, Gabby Douglas, they train on a daily basis. They train for eight hours doing the same thing, repetition after repetition. They don't do five pull-ups and break it down. No, they'll probably do maybe up to 20 pull-ups and then um, do another 20 and do another 20 and do another 20 because that is a pump. They train consistently. You best believe they're getting pumped. Their bodies is pumped with blood. When you're working hard, your blood is going to flow, which means it's pumping blood into the body, into the muscles, into the tissue. So you doing push-ups, sir, that's a pump. You doing pull-ups is a pump. You do five, five, six, that's a pump. Now I understand where you come from is talking about overtraining, and that's a different, that's a whole nother, whole nother stratosphere. But there's nothing wrong with the pump. And I again, fair enough as your argument. I respect your argument. I liked your argument, but I will have to disagree with your argument, Mr. McAnimal. And if people want to take that advice from you, I hey, you, you got the look, you got the videos. Hey, people take that advice. But me, my opinion and my experience in training is I disagree. Because I seem I'm able to do more with the pump. When I do get the pump, I seem to last longer in the gym. When I don't get the pump, I don't, you know, because my blood is not. And, and see, he, he's, he's not getting down to technicalities because, see, it's high blood pressure versus low blood pressure. I have low blood pressure. I have extremely low blood pressure. My blood pressure is like um, 41 beats per minute. Yeah. That's low. That's real low. Somebody get to 39. But I have low blood pressure. Now, if he's referring to the people with high blood pressure, then I can understand it. I can understand his argument if he's talking about people with high blood pressure. Because, you know, most blacks, black men and women have high blood pressure on average because of the, the, the foods they eat, the diets. Um, have high blood pressure. I, being black, I have extremely low blood pressure. So I need that pump in order to function properly. See, y'all can sit around and kick out and y'all be all fine because you, you, you still got, uh, what, 60, 70 beats per minute sitting down. So, you know, your, 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 your blood is pumping properly. I can't sit down very long because I have low blood pressure. And if I sit around and hang around any longer, it's like I'm about to die. I, I have to move around. I have to pump. I have to pump. And me with 41 beats per minute of blood pressure, heart rate, I have to pump. I have to do it. I need that pump in order to function properly. And some of us who have low blood pressure are the same way. Now, those with high blood pressure, now I got to stand up now because I can't be sitting down. Now, some of those, my back, crack, crack. Now, some of those with high blood pressure, okay, with high blood pressure, yeah, you can sit down, yeah. You don't have to chase the pump at high blood pressure. You can probably do five or maybe six reps and you be and you know you be ready to function. But somebody like me, if I do five or six reps, I might even I'm getting started at 12 reps. Some people now 12 reps is too much for 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 a number of people. 12 reps is too much. To me 12 reps is I'm just getting started on 12 reps. I'm just now feeling the pump. But people with high blood pressure, they're going to feel the pump after three, two to three reps. They're going to feel that pump. That's why 
his logic of five reps because he might be, you know, a guy who might naturally have high blood pressure. But Jack only has low blood pressure. I have extreme low blood pressure. And with extreme low blood pressure, you have to move around a lot. Otherwise, your, your body is not going to function. You're going to be, I'm, I feel like I'm being drugged if I sit around any longer. That's why I can't be sitting down in the setting and this and that. Some people are comfortable with that because they have high blood pressure. I have low blood pressure. I have low blood pressure. Which means I can't sit around very long. Some people can sit all day and kick it and chill and hang and and all this other stuff. I, on the other hand, cannot do that. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't sit around all day long. I can't do it. They're just not in my nature. My body has to move around in order to function properly, like I'm doing now. I'm running around. Because I have to function properly. Even at my job, I have to stand up. I stand up beyond the computer. Because I know that I can't sit around very long, otherwise I feel like I'm drugged. I'm going to feel like I'm drugged, I'm drugged up. So I can understand this argument in reference to people with high blood pressure. But your argument, sir, which I respect your argument, but your argument doesn't work with me with someone with low blood pressure. Your argument doesn't work with me when with someone with low blood pressure. Now, your argument works well with someone with high blood pressure. I don't have high blood pressure. I have extremely low blood pressure. The rest of people in my family got high blood pressure because of the food they eat. Mainly. But I have extremely low blood pressure. And I have extreme low sugar level. Which is not diabetic, but you know, I'm you know, I just don't eat a lot. Which I should eat more, but I don't know. So your argument works great with high blood pressure people, but not so well with low blood pressure people. And that's pretty much all I got to say about that. This is Jack Newtown. Email me at jackradioshow number one at gmail.com or jacknewtown12 at gmail.com. If you want to uh, donate to Cash App, CSN, uh, Cash Dollars, Dollar Sign, CSN46, uh, PayPal.me slash Tiger211, Streamlabs.com slash Highborn. If you want to donate another way, email me at jackradioshow number one at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. You know who thinks all wiper blades are created equal? People who have never been stuck with bad ones. Not you. You know what driving with average wiper blades is really like. Worrying about the rain, squinting through the street marks, and of course, that tense feeling that comes when you can't see the road. For over 100 years, Trico has manufactured premium wiper blades to give you a clear line of sight in any weather conditions. Because on the road, every moment matters. If you're ready to leave average wiper blades behind, head to your local auto parts retailer for a set of premium Trico wiper blades. Trico, seeing you through. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.